Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Dr. Van Beek. Um, no, that's right. I was supposed to keep talking there. Um, so, so good doctor. We talked about a lot of things that we could do. Like we said, hey, we could do Esther. We could do a book out of the New Testament. But yeah. But we're going to do something slightly different. And I think it's really, really valuable. We're going to talk about the intertestamental period in the books, right? Sort of. Yes. Yes, we are. And and, um, and you want me to even mention that the Sumerians actually had some books too, right? No, I didn't find anything that the Samaritans actually had. Okay. Remember when we were, we were doing um, Ezra and Nehemiah, mm. um, they mentioned some of the books that, that the right. um, that the that the Jewish people had. Yes, yes, you you said so, that. I'm so sorry. Judah yep. at that time. And we said, what about the Samaritans? You had said that. And I said, I'm not sure. And I, I looked back and I didn't see anything hmm. that was particular to the Samaritans that we still have today. Hmm. Okay. Right? And a lot of the books that the Jewish people have, remember they'll say, you know, if you want to read more about this, it's in the annals of the kings. Right. And um, things like that. And, and we don't have any of those books. Yeah. And then, so you were asking, you were saying, you know, what, what kind of books were around? And then you said in the intertestamental period. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So the intertestamental period for our, our audience is, um, is the period between Malachi. Okay. So the end, end of Ezra and Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. So just past that. So 400 BC mm -hmm. down to um, the beginning of Jesus. So that's um, 4 BC or you know, you could say 180 or 33 AD. Yeah. You could you could do that in there, because that there there wasn't anything written until after Jesus died. So, so that's about the 400 per year period mm. that um, that your Bible teachers would call the 400 silent years. Yeah. And every one of them will call it the 400 silent years. Then say they were anything but silent. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on. And this is also the period that we call Second Temple period. Now, Second Temple period is 530. So when Zerubbabel rebuilds the temple, okay. it's 530 down um, to about AD 70. Mm -hmm. When the destruction so of bit long when the, the Romans destroyed the, the temple, right? Yes, till the Romans destroyed Herod's temple. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it's a little longer than the intertestamental period, but they, they're pretty much mm. you know synonymous okay. in, in many, many ways. And and um, we had we had mentioned that there there were quite a number of books written during mm -hmm. that time, mm -hmm. not not books that entered our Bible, but some of them were in the Catholic Bible, mm -hmm. right? And other books, and you know, even if you went to we were we were just talking about the Iliad and the Odyssey, and I had thought they were written about four hundred, but you you just checked and they were written about in the seven hundreds, right? In the eighth century, yeah. So they were written even before the Assyrian captivity, when when uh, Israel and Judah were still a divided kingdom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's all that was going on in Greece over at that time. Right. Right. So, so when you read the books of the Bible, you, you you often think that they're their own thing. It's it's easy because of the way we treat the Bible and the way we treat Jesus and the way we treat even the Old Testament prophets and stuff. Mm -hmm. We treat them. Um, as their own as their own cosmic thing mm, like, mm, that like they, they stand that they, on an island or something like that yeah 
yeah, that they're their own planet, that they're their own island, that they're their own thing, that nothing else was happening in the world <laughs> when this was going on, right? Except there, because that's how we study it. Yes. We study it um, um, separate from the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, where China, China was doing big stuff during this period of time. Right. You know, and um, in Persia, of course, as we, as we learned in Ezra and Nehemiah and, and Babylon was doing stuff. You know, and, and if you could uh, come over to North America, you'd probably find out there was lots of stuff going on in North America, too. Mm -hmm. So there was stuff going on around them. And actually, when it comes to the history of the world, they were very insignificant. The whole thing was yeah. kind of insignificant as, as far as what was going on in the world around them. Right. And yet completely significant. I better throw that in so we don't lose our audience. <laughs> completely significant to uh, Christians and Jews. Right. Right. And God, we we believe, was 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 making all of these pieces work together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it is kind of interesting, isn't it? It really it really is because like like you said, I've heard many people say to me, Oh, these are the silent years. But Back then, people were saying it and literally meant they were the silent years. Well, you know, not, God was pretty much silent to his people. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure something was happening. Tons and tons of stuff Things. was happening. And, and there, there was a lot of um, theology being developed during this period of time. Mm. So let's go back to, let's go back to Israel and, and um, you know, in that little 160 um, mile long piece of land, mm -hmm. you know, from the from the top of what the Sea of Galilee down to the bottom of the Dead Sea. Right. It's about 160 miles, okay. 300 kilometers, 1600 stadia. Oh, oh look at you yeah. go. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Just because in Revelation they talk about, you know, the the blood running for 1600 stadia, which is from the top of Israel to the bottom. Oh. That's how come we know that kind of stuff. But, um, but during the period after Ezra and Nehemiah, you know, after and Malachi would have been the last, the, the last prophet in in the Protestant Bible. You know, not much happened as far as our Bible goes until the end. However, um, you know, we have many many books that were written during that period of time, and and angelology was really heavily developed in the in what we call the intertestamental period. Mm -hmm. So we have our angels. We have Michael and Gabriel. Right. Is that it? And then there's that, like you always reference in Revelation, that, hey, could you throw that guy in the pit there? Some angel was walking by. Well, yeah, the, the angel. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even get a name. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was quite upset about that. He didn't want to end up in the pit with everybody else. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, um, yeah, but in the intertestamental um, period, you know, you've, you've got, um, you know, you got Tobias and, and of course, in Enoch, you've got you've got all of the angels, Uriel and Ari uh, I want to say Ariel, but I wonder I'm wondering if that's the littlest mermaid. <laughs> you can get them all mixed up. Yeah, it doesn't take um, much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and so you've you've got all of these different angels in that period that that are being developed, and they're showing up in the books that were written during that time, and that's what we were gonna we were just gonna say. So beyond our Bible, there were there were many, many books written. So even, and the first group, so I had these groups and I was going to say, so I've got the lost books of the Bible. <laughs> and these, 
yeah, they weren't really lost. I, this was just a marketing ploy. <laughs> and these are a whole bunch of books that were written in the second, third century AD. Mm. Like they have a Mary, they have the Proto Evangelion, infancy accounts, um, the, the Apostles' Creed, which we know, remember? Right. We believe in the Apostles' Creed is actually very small. Yeah. It, it gets a lot of play, but there's not much to it. And then Clement. Mm. and Barnabas, and um, another book of Ephesians, and a book of Romans. And then they had, uh, so they have all of these books that were written in, this This is New Testament time. Then they had a whole series of books called the um, the Nahamadi Library. Mm. And they are the the Gnostic Gospels. Oh, like, um, like the Gospel of Thomas or something like that. The Gospel of Thomas is the one that, that, that people know. That, oh. that, that's, a, that's an excellent choice. Yeah, so they have they have they have this whole series of gospels. It's called Nahamadi Library because it was found in the Nahamadi region around the same time as the Dead Sea Scrolls. It oh. just didn't get the play that the Dead Sea Scrolls got. Okay, okay. And um, and so the Gospel of Thomas. One of the cool things in the Gospel of Thomas is that they say Thomas was Jesus' twin because uh, his name was Thomas Didymus, right? And Didymus kind of means twin. Uh, and some, and he looked a lot like Jesus. Some people thought, and so they said, "Well, he he was actually Jesus' twin." And 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 so, <laughs> you know, so by the three hundreds, we laugh at this, but the you know the the Egyptian, um, you know, the Egyptian Gnostics thought it was quite important. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the frog did it. Um, <laughs> if you get that reference, folks, email us. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so that's the Nakamadi Library, um, but but the one that I was going to concentrate on actually was the Apocrypha, mm. and and most of us have heard the term Apocrypha. Yes, and oh, I forgot who it was. Ah, uh, I forgot who it was that came up with the term Apocrypha. I, I had it, but it doesn't matter. Um, Apocrypha means the hidden books. Mm. Mm. And up until about the time of origin, some of the Apocrypha was accepted as canon. Oh, okay. And origin is about, uh, you know, late late 2nd century, 3rd century AD. Okay, but not quite um, at the Council of Nicaea, just a little before the Council, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and so some of these books, um, people don't, don't accept at all. Um, but some of, them are, some of them were accepted by the church on and off. So Maccabees was sort of, and and all of them were accepted by the Catholic Church all the way up through. Hmm. So so I've got this book called um, they're called the Apocrypha or the Deuterocanonicals. Okay. So Deuterocanonical being second canon, hmm. right? And in the Catholic Bible, they're just in the Bible. And so here here are the books. You got Tobit and Judith, the additions to Esther. The Wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiasticus, Barak, the Letter of Jeremiah, the Additions to Daniel, the Prayer of Azariah, and the Song of the Three Jews. I think it's the three Hebrew children in a different version. <laughs> and then there's Susanna, and Bell and the Dragon, and First Maccabees and Second Maccabees. And Susanna, I mean, they made that great song about her. Yeah. Are, are, we, are we? Susanna. Oh, okay. I was. I thought that was like a Toto song or something like that. <laughs> oh, Susanna, Susanna. Oh, I was thinking, oh, Susanna. Oh, I'm much older than you, Steve. Oh, don't you cry for me. Uh, 
I've been to Daniel with my baby on my knee. Um, so that was the story of, of Daniel and, and the, the women. Right. And then Bell and the Dragon is actually a story, is the story of Daniel when he's thrown into the pit. Oh, okay. Because he is Bell and, and the lions are the dragon. Hmm. So that, that's kind of neat. And then first Esdras, the prayer of Manasseh, Psalm 151, third Maccabees, and second Esdras, and then fourth Maccabees. I forgot how many there were. I thought there were 12 or 13 of these. I should have counted them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then if we count these other ones, it's 13, 14, 15, 16, hmm. 17. But I really always thought there was mainly, the main ones were 12. Okay. About 12. And they were written anywhere from, what they say, third century around 250? Okay. Right up to the end of the first century. Okay. So these would have all been in the second temple period that they were that they were written, and Maccabees, as you know, when we were reading um, earlier on, I guess around Christmas we were talking about Maccabees, the Maccabean period, is actually the only period that the Jewish people had owned their land again mm -hmm. in in all of the history from the exile even to today, um, till forty eight anyway. Um, the Maccabean period was just that little period that the Jewish people owned their own land. Mm. Um, they had taken it back over, and the and the people, um, the Seleucids, mm -hmm. which were the people from around Syria, they had taken over Jerusalem, but they were busy in other wars. You know, they I think they were busy with Egypt, and they were busy north of themselves as well, and and so that kind of they 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 ascribe it all to God, but it kind of left. The Maccabeans, the Hasmonean kingdom, mm -hmm. um, a chance to rule, right? Okay. And that's all in in the in the Deuterocanonicals. Mm -hmm. So, so there's there's somewhere between twelve and seventeen, like parts of books or books in those Deuterocanonicals that the Catholics counted as part of their canon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I think even the Catholics treat it as a second canon, and okay. some of the books they they ascribe a little less, you know, authority to than others. And and the Dutch Reform with these books, this this particular set of books, the Dutch Reform put them in their Bible, but they be, put them between the Old and the New Testament. Okay. They don't they don't intersperse them amongst it. Oh, okay. And yeah, for them they're they're just books to be read. Now, do the Catholics yeah. actually place them in sequence where they should be? I think they of? do. I think I think they put them throughout. They they're not just in a clump in the middle. But I'd have to go and double check that. But I was pretty sure the last time. That that's what I saw. Okay. But anyway, they treat them as part of their Bible. They they treat them as authoritative. The Dutch Reform didn't treat them as authoritative. They just treated them as other good books to be read. Mm. And some some of the Christians thought they these were for these were for high end Christians. <laughs> you know, almost like these are the books for the wise. Mm. Which is interesting because um, because the um, the Essenes. If you, the Essenes from the first century. Mm -hmm. So remember the Jew, the Jews had four parties and there's a lot of argument about whether there were four, whether there were five, whether there were any, mm -hmm. you know, and, and people will argue all of that, but the four parties were generally the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Essenes and the Zealots. Mm -hmm. Those are the four that were, were usually taught, right? Yeah. So the Zealots were the killers. Yeah. And if you watch the chosen, they do a great job of Simon Zelotes. He's fantastic. And the Pharisees were the ones that everybody really, really had the ear of the people. 
The Sadducees up before up until AD 70 had the year of Rome and they were the politicians. Okay. Right? And they only accepted the first four books. And then the Essenes. And the Essenes were the guys from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. They lived down in that area. And they came up and they were in other areas as well. But that's the main area that we know them from. Mm. And where the Sadducees only accepted five books, the Pharisees accepted 22 books, which is the same as our Old Testament. Their, their, their 22 books is the same as our 66 books. Okay. Yeah. Because our, our 12 minor prophets are just mm. part of the prophets. Yeah, for them, just squished right? together. Yeah. Like yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> and the Essenes, they, they accepted the the 22 books and then another 70 books i think oh, wow but, they went to yeah. town sure yeah. <laughs> who's got a book yeah, Bring it and, in. <laughs> they talk about it 22 for the unwise and and the 70 for the wise oh wow okay and so they had a whole pile of other books and and um like fourth as esdras fourth um you know um and books like that that they used mm. so they had all of these different books that they used okay in in the new testament era right and, and a lot of those books are found in the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Hmm. Yeah. That's so it's, it's kind of neat. It's it kind of neat. So, so if you if you look at that, I mean, in the New Testament, like, there, there's, 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 you know, upwards of 100 books that, that are, are historical to the time, mm -hmm. but they're, they didn't make it into our Bible. Hmm. Yeah. And then the other set of books, we, um, the Dead Sea Scrolls, of course. Now, when you, when you have the Dead Sea Scrolls, you'll, you'll see stuff like 4Q, um, MMT, and, and 11Q, 7, or something like that. So the first number is the cave that they found it in. Okay. So the Dead Sea Scrolls were all found in these caves in the Dead Sea region. You know how the story goes, right? Wasn't it a boy That's throwing right? rocks into the Yeah, a little game? boy throwing rocks or shooting a slingshot or and he heard a, a cracking sound, and he, when he when they went up there, they found the clay pot, um, you know, Dead Sea Tupperware, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still fresh. <laughs> if you remember Robin Williams? Um, he found this clay pot with these scrolls in it, and they're they're anywhere from a piece of a verse, you know, part of a part of a verse to to a whole scroll. Like I think they had most of the Isaiah scroll in one of them. Okay. Yeah. And and they again are anywhere from two fifty to the first century AD as well. Okay, right. So very old, really, when you think about it. Very old, very very old, and and that they lasted is almost miraculous. And did and didn't we find even in those translations they were very similar to what we were holding on to today too, right? Interestingly, some of them um, line up, you know, a thousand years from the ver versions we have, and they line up with our versions, which thrill us, and and we talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. We don't talk about the ones that don't. <laughs> we only talk about the ones that do, <coughs> which is very interesting, right? And oddly enough, some of the Dead Sea Scrolls um, line up with the Masoretic text, and some of the Dead Sea Scrolls line up with the Septuagint, which is kind of interesting, which is what Craig Evans and those guys love, right? Yeah. They love that stuff. And, and, and then they our, have the for, And sorry for our listeners, the Septuagint was the Greek translation of the Old Testament, right? Right. So the Septuagint is the Greek Old Testament, and it comes from mid second century. And I I kept saying that was two fifty, but mid second century is actually one fifty BC. So 
and the story of the Septuagint, it's called the Septuagint um, or the 70, because the story goes that, that six scholars from every one of the 12 tribes, so that's 72, they all translated on their own the, the whole Old Testament into Greek. And then when they brought it together, it all lined up perfectly. So that's that's the story. Oh, they had to they had to go with some sort of inspirational type thing, eh? Yeah, they had to, they had they're they're as dumb as the rest of us. <laughs> you know, we're we're all we're all that way a little bit. And um, the you know then they had the letter of Aristias is the one that talks about all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but interestingly enough, some of our New Testament lines up with the Masoretic text, which is the the Jewish. So the Masoretes. They, they, they were the ones who, who meticulously copied the Old Testament. And, and the idea was they would actually count up the, the letters from, from one side to the other to make sure that they were doing it exactly right. I get you. So that's the story of the Masoretes. I don't think they did that either. But, <laughs> you know, they're just a bunch of drunken scribes. <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, it's yeah. close enough. It's close enough. It's close. <laughs> ah, it's close. It's close. Yeah. There's actually one one of the scribes. This is a New Testament document where, in the margin, he writes, "Praise be to Jesus, the book is finished." <laughs> <laughs> so they, they would copy this stuff out. But anyway, so 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 the in the in the Dead Sea Scrolls, then in these scrolls that they found, they found they found documents that were particular to the Essene people. Like they were, um, you know, they talk about the teacher of righteousness and all that. And people line that up with Jesus. But later on, they stopped doing that. They said, no, it's it's not. It's It, it wasn't a prophecy of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It was just they have this teacher of righteousness because he's righteous. I mean, he's similar to what Jesus was. Right. You know, so it was more of a coincidental mm -hmm. type of a thing. But but so they had their stuff that their their community followed, their community rules and laws. And then they had a, um, about a half of the Dead Sea Scrolls are actually scripture. Hmm. And and so, and that's where, you know, there's a lot of evidence. Like the evidence for for biblical integrity is in many ways is way, way stronger than the integrity of any other book. Yep. That, you know, yes. even, you know, like Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey, you know, w what the original was like, we don't really know. Um, they don't have, they don't have really good scribal copies to follow hmm. like they don't have recensions that you can follow hmm. as well as you can with scripture and right. scripture has been really really carefully done over the, over the millennia yeah there's always been somebody um carefully copying it right right yeah right more yeah more, so anyway more copies and closer to the actual date of production too right yes yeah yeah and and you know when you get the scrolls and you've got this thousand year period and uh, you know, or you know, many hundreds of year period, and and they line up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, sure is. You know, when when things are being handwritten, you know, if 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 it was on a computer disc, it wouldn't last. So yeah. it wouldn't last. <laughs> we would have never known. <laughs> no, no, they they would have they would have changed. You know, uh, they would have changed the format five times. <laughs> no way you you would could go back and copy it. I can't if, read. If it. anybody has anything on a floppy disk, they know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. Word Star. Yeah. I can't read something written in Word Star. Come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had Word Perfect, which was such a good program. So anyway, um, 
and we do have evidence in scripture of some of this stuff that we're talking about too. And I, Jude, Jude, actually, you've got two passages there. If you read six and 14 first. Okay. So this is in the book of Jude folks, starting at verse six and the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwelling. These he kept in darkness bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. Yeah, so that one, um, that is um, what they call an illusion. He's alluding to the book of Enoch there. Hmm. Um, the particular book is the book of the Watchers. Okay. Um, and actually both of these these things come from the book of the Watchers. So there was a book in, in um, so Jude, Jude was writing in the middle of the first century. Yeah. And there was a book that they, that they, I believe they thought was scripture. And that was the big argument in my thesis. Um, that talks about about Enoch um, finding out, um, writing about the Watchers, and and he's talking about angels coming down mm. and marrying women and teaching people about met met allergy, metallurgy, okay, yeah. working with metal, yeah, and about about antimony and about um, witchcraft, actually magic magic arts. Right. Um, so these angels came down and and they thought women were beautiful. And they came down and decided to marry them. And one of them said, "Well, God will judge us for this." And they take a, they take an oath that they're going to marry these women. And they, this, they have this race of giants, is what they actually. Some people think they had hmm. in a in another book called the Book of the Giants. Hmm. Um, but, but so then then they are they are locked away in chains. And Peter talks about this, and Jude talks about this. yes, that's about right. These angels being locked away. And it's it's really an alternate view of the fall. It's a it's a hmm. it's an, a different view of the fall. And and he's he's talking. He's using a book called Enoch. And then in fourteen he says this this other thing. Okay, verse fourteen, just like Larry said, folks. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. See, the Lord's coming. The Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones. Yeah, and so there's going to be a judgment upon these guys when God comes. With his angels, with his holy ones, and thousands upon thousands are going to come with God when He comes for for the judgment day. Yep. And so Enoch is talking about these angels coming down. Um, they they say the women are beautiful, beautiful. They decide to marry them. Then they teach them antimony, which is kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Antimony is eye makeup, because mm. <laughs> as we say, you know, they may be beautiful, but you <laughs> you can always do a little better. <laughs> go careful <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have, careful to, stop, you go we have to stop the podcast at some point and go out there again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so he talks about enoch in this book in this one and enoch is is a is um a different book and that's in a whole series of books called the pseudepigrapha mm -hmm. which is which is a there were just a whole bunch of books written one's called jubilees one's called one enoch one's called two enoch um, there's the Testament of the Apocalypse of Abraham, the Testament of Abraham, Joseph and somebody else. The tw the Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs are in there. The Assumption of Moses is in there. Mm. And so there's all of these books. And these books were, were called pseudepigrapha because that meant um, false authorship. Mm. So And what happened with this whole set of books written in the intertestamental period as well, Second Temple, um, they were ascribed to people before Ezra. Because remember, Ezra read the law 
in the and I said he found the book of the law. Mm-hmm. out I was wrong. <laughs> um, but he read the law and and so if there was any book was gonna have any value or be considered canonical or authoritative, it had to be written before Ezra mm-hmm. found the book of the law, before re- he read the book of the law. So all of these are ascribed to people before Ezra. Mm, I get you. Now. Which is kind of interesting. Eh? Yes, yes, I get you. Now. And and so and Jude Jude mentions Enoch, but also in ten he he also says something else in ten. Yet these mm. people slander what whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Yeah. Um, so he says they're slandering the things that they don't understand. And actually, if you read, if we read one more verse, he'd say, even Michael, the, oh, you should read it. Read 11. Sure. Let me get to the first chapter here. If you can. Oh, yeah. Woe to, sorry. Is that right? Oh, that's Korah's Rebellion. That's not the one I wanted. Although that's pretty darn good, too. Yes. (laughs) Balaam's error, Korah's Rebellion. They are blemishes. They are clouds. Enoch prophesied. Of all their ungodly, I can't find it now. He says, even Michael. Where are we now? Oh boy, that's hard to hard to follow. Hang on a second. Okay, okay. Look at verse nine. Oh, it was the verse before, not the verse after. That's okay. Hey, we're in the neighborhood. Verse nine, folks. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses. Did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, "The Lord rebuke you." Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. So, so Jude is saying these guys are—they are blemishes at your love feast, and they are saying things that even even wild animals, only wild animals, would say stuff like this. <laughs> and even Michael, the archangel, would not would not make fun of Satan, hmm. but would say, "The Lord rebuke you," rather than. Michael could have rebuked Satan on his own power. That's right. what he's saying. Yeah. Michael could have done it, and he didn't. The rest of us better be a little more careful <laughs> how we're doing stuff. But he got this from the assumption of Moses. Interesting. Yeah. Now, the only unfortunate thing is <laughs> we don't have this verse in the in the in any extant portion of the, of the assumption of Moses. We have up to this verse, but we don't have this verse. <laughs> But everybody says it's there, so I'm gonna say it. Moses, <laughs> yeah. So kind of weird. Now, Larry, is the interesting thing for those who would deny that there's any sort of—I'm not gonna say value, but that there's any sort of inspiration around these books. Do, do they kind of struggle with these verses because they're there? So what they would say. Um, so my teacher, by the way, I'm a registrar, so I'm fine. But <laughs> my, when I was doing my doctorate, my teacher said, don't say that Jude used this as his Bible. Don't say that Jude used this as authoritative. Because you'll never find a job in the conservative circles if you say something uh, like that. Hmm. And so, and... And then I said, but what else am I going to say? He says, yeah, I know you got to say it. And it's, <laughs> it's so obvious you can't say anything else. But the people that don't believe it, what they'll say, because Enoch isn't part of our Bible, it was on and off over the years. And it still is a part of the, um, the Bible of the Ethiopic um, Orthodox Church. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah, but it's not part of ours. 
And this is not even in the Catholic Bible. So, so what people then say is Jude used these verses because the audience that he was trying to reach used these verses. So he was using their language against them. Okay. So he didn't think it was inspired, but because they used it, he used it for them. <laughs> it's and it's a very, very poor thing to do. It's huh. it he actually uses he actually uses the same kind of language that people use when they um when they quote Old Testament. Mm -hmm. He uses a formal in, in, in verse 14, he uses a formal um, prophetic quotation mm -hmm. and so so I say that he used it as part of his Bible right and you know is it a big deal not probably not you know people don't even read the Bible they're not going to go and read Enoch <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 the, and the people I talk to that read Enoch and love Enoch are usually nuts <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not like you're going to open my daily bread one day and go, oh, well, there's a lovely selection out of Enoch. Oh, I can't find it. This is that. a beautiful selection from Enoch. And, and, look at, and look at this piece from Barnabas and, and this other piece from Maccabees. I'm loving this today. No, no, no. Not gonna happen. We're not going to have And there's, there's so many books out there, right? Right. Um, it's, there's a funny little story in the book of Jubilees. Um, Lamech and his wife, Bitnosh. <laughs> you know, no, 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 you know, he didn't marry her for her name. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, they had a son. Um, and they had this issue. They said, our son is, um, and Lamech, Lamech goes to Methuselah, who was his, his, his father. And he says, I think my wife's been sleeping with the angels because this son of ours is really strange. Like he's, he's luminescent and he's, he's, he's odd. I can't figure it out, but he's not human. He, he must, he must be part angel. Weird story. eh? And, um, and Methuselah that. says to him, Methuselah, this is in Jubilees. Methuselah says to him, well, you should talk to Enoch. Enoch walks with the angels. He knows this stuff. And so Lamech goes to Enoch and says, what's this deal with my wife? And he says, and Enoch says, Oh, Lamech, my, my boy, <laughs> your wife is faithful to you. Um, um, she hasn't been sleeping with the angels, but your son Noah has been set aside for a special purpose. And that's why he seems so special. Mm. Quite a story. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and you get these kind of stories in the Bible too, by the way. Right. The only thing is, is in the Bible, we've had 2000 years to homogenize them so that they suit our our uh, preferences and and these other stories nobody's nobody's been playing with them trying to make them fit our our theologies right right and uh that's kind of kind of interesting like jesus does jesus has some stuff in the bible that 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 you know that we've had to say you know that's a hyperbole yeah you know when jesus says pluck out your eyes he didn't mean it you know <laughs> That was a hyperbole. Yeah, I don't know that it was. <laughs> <laughs> if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, but if your hand really did cause you to sin, you would. But then they'd say it's not your hand that causes you to sin; right. it's your mind. Right. Said, so, yeah, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there's there are there's there's tons of literature out there. Hmm. You know, like like not not it would you know you could read it all in a year. Or you know, in a month, 
yeah. if you if you read it fairly steadily. You could read it all in translation, you know. But um, but there's a lot of stuff that's been written, hmm. and and there's a lot of development that you see in the New Testament that wasn't there in the Old Testament, right. because it developed through the intertestamental period. Right, 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 yeah. right. That this has been fascinating, Larry, because it really opens up that there's a whole sort of almost another bits of culture that we're missing when we read the New Testament because it's been fed from this intertestamental period. Yeah. And there's a lot that we can learn if we if we take the time to learn it. And it, and it doesn't have to break our view of verbal plenary inspiration of scripture. Right. We can still completely believe that what we have before us in in the Protestant Bible is what God wanted us to have. Yeah. Of yeah. course, Peter Flint would say, when you say, is it in our Bible? He'd say, well, it depends on which Bible you're talking about. <laughs> because, you know, an Orthodox Bible and a Catholic Bible and a Protestant Bible aren't quite the same. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that, that's, actually, that's actually a thing that they call canon in community, mm. where the community chooses the Bible that it uses, mm -hmm. and then that Bible affects the, the community that uses it. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. My friend, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for leading us on that. I, I'm personally fascinated by this this period and, and all the books. And the fact that you wrote your doctorate on a Jew's use of Enoch always has fascinated me too. So, Yes, well, I wanted to write it on something else, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough background. <laughs> because, because the school I went to actually was a real school. <laughs> they wouldn't let you just write on anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But come on, come on. It'll be fun to write about the fig trees that Jesus curses. <laughs> oh, I was going to write about um, about Satan, something to do with Satan. And they and they just said no. And then they said, um, oh, I know. I was going to I was going to write about Roman about Marcus Aurelius. Mm. And 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 the school said, you do not have enough Roman history in your background to do a doctorate in that area. And and I and then they said, can you suggest something else? And they said, why don't you do something on the patristics, which is the church fathers? And then they got back to me and said, you actually don't have enough background in the patristics. To do that. <laughs> then why did you tell I, me? Why did you tell me? Why did you get me so excited? And they said, do you have any suggestions? And I said, well, Jude, Jude mentioned this thing in the book of Enoch. And they went, oh, that's perfect. You know, you, you're, you're strong in the New Testament and you're okay in the Old Testament. We could let that happen. You can, you can make that work. Yeah, and and here you are. Look at you. Look, at and you. here I am, all these years later, barely remembering what I wrote about <laughs> <laughs> because I've been a registrar for all these years. <laughs> oh no, that's <coughs> that's fantastic, yeah. my friend. Uh, well, thanks again, buddy, folks. Thanks so much for joining us this uh, week. We, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did, and I just got to sit here and just enjoy. Uh, Larry's perspectives and hearing about the, the formation and, and this period of time. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're still not going to tell you what we're going to do because, frankly, we haven't a clue what we're going to do. <laughs> though, though we may do Esther because just because one of our loyal listeners has asked for Esther. Is that because Lynn told you? No, it was your mom. Oh, my mom told me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mom, we're doing it for you. There you go. You now, now, now we've we've exposed her. We, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She may not like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> we didn't use names, but unless you 
Unless there's only one mum. No, I think there's more than one mum in the world. <laughs> I, think, I think we're good. I think we're good. But she's my mum and you can't have her. Um, okay. Well, folks, thanks again. Until next time, I was Steve. He was Larry. And this was the Apocalypse.